This is Random Randy Savage from Colt 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 447 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It's Cocaine Bear. And the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Reykes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week it's our review of the movie cocaine bear it's a bear he did cocaine (laughs) hope you like that line because you're gonna hear it a lot (laughs) but before we get into all of that how the hell is everyone doing aubrey litchfield how are you i'm all right i'm uh exhausted i feel like i've been going nonstop for I don't even know how long. Some days I don't know what day it is. Perfect. I know that feeling. Uh, Markellis Riggins, how are you doing? I am doing good. I'm doing good. I'm trying to, to uh, get some more designs up on the T Public Store. Uh, thanks to the the great nominations from you guys. <laughs> so I do have a goal that, that I have in mind to, to hit by the time we get to uh, our nine, Jesus, is it nine years coming up? Nine years is coming up in August. Holy shit. So yeah, Oof. our nine year anniversary, I plan to have a certain amount of t-shirt designs in the T Public store. So uh, I will be working diligently to uh, get all of those designs put up there. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the T Public store um, for some new designs. I'm awesome. just saying there's a really cool design coming up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Aubrey, I, I didn't chill. know what to say when you were putting that in the chat. I'm like, is Aubrey drunk right now? <laughs> <laughs> Did the bear do cocaine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Boy, I hope you're buying a lot of them because <laughs> you'll be the only one. <laughs> I don't think so. We got this. No, that's that's going to be one of the uh, the newest ones that's coming out pretty soon. So yeah, I I hope you like it, Aubrey. <laughs> I'm gonna love it. Hey, and Joey, how are you doing this week? I am doing fantastic. Let me tell you, um, my wife for my birthday bought me this thing and it is a, looks like a speaker. It's like a hexagon and it's a white noise machine. So I sleep with two fans on. Wow. Doesn't matter what weather it is outside. I have two fans going at all times. I need the background noise for two reasons. One to fall asleep. And also I have a lot of sleep problems and a lot, sometimes I get, more than sometimes, we'll say, I get sleep paralysis, Yep. which if you don't know what that is, is when you wake up, you're like half asleep and half awake and you wake up and you can't move at all. Uh, and it's pretty scary, but I'm used to it almost at this point. But if I can hear a familiar noise, I can pull myself out of it. So that's why I have the fans going. But this thing uh, just makes noise. It's like uh, like you have like waves or rain or just low static. It's fucking awesome. Been sleeping like a baby since I got this thing hooked up. So 
loving it. So I'm feeling good. Been uh, trying to get my movies up to date, trying to keep on track. I watched six movies this weekend. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> I had a pretty easy weekend. I didn't have much going on. And I just came home from my job, my second job on Friday night. And I'm like, I want, I want to watch six movies this weekend. That's my goal. And obviously I knew we were going to see cocaine bear. So that's one. I just had to get to five. So let's see, let's go through the diary here and see what I watched. I watched cocaine bear, obviously. Uh, last night I watched children of the corn on the Colt 45 Twitch stream. Yes. <laughs> Which was a blast by the way, uh, once a month or so they do a, almost like a, Mystery Science Theater um, type thing where him uh, beat him down and random Randy Savage uh, watch a movie and they're riffing on it the whole time and you can watch along with them and comment in the chat. I'd never seen Children of the Corn before, so that counted as a first time watch. <laughs> I watched a movie called Yellow Dragon's Village, which was a screener sent to us by Screenbox TV, which was actually fucking awesome. Ooh, nice. <laughs> oh, man, it was weird. It's it's a micro budget Japanese horror movie. And it's like it jumps genres. It's only an hour long, so it wasn't like a huge commitment, but it starts as a found footage movie and then kind of becomes a traditional horror movie and then becomes something else. And I don't want to ruin it because the less you know, the better. But I was blown away. Second month in a row, Screenbox has sent us stuff and I did no idea what it was. I just sat down watching us fucking blown away. It was so much fun and it was so cool. And I liked it so much that uh, the director, Yugo Sakamoto, um, I guess is a huge up and coming, uh, genre director of Japanese movies. So I immediately went onto Amazon and paid $5 to rent his only other movie released in America, which is called baby assassins. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not a one about the, the two girls that are, uh, that are trained to be, uh, assassins by like some other guy, like some teacher or something. Yes. It's about those. Two, it's about two <laughs> high school girls who are also assassins. That's amazing. I saw that and I wanted to watch it. it was how was that movie? dude? Oh, that was really good, too. It was very funny. Um, I really enjoyed that, too. So that's now somebody I'm keeping an eye on. But yeah, I really loved those two movies. I watched the Blair Witch 2016. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was not good. And I've had people kind of come at me for saying it wasn't good, but it was just like a shitty rehash of the first one, but not as good. And I watched Pamela Anderson, comma, a love story, which is a documentary about Pamela Anderson's life on Netflix. Yeah. Which was uh, really weird. I forgot how hot she was like back in the day when like she first came out in Playboy before she kind of got like all plasticky looking. Whew, she's hot. <laughs> and of course, I love Baywatch. So you know, it was cool to see stuff about that. But man, like the whole thing just runs out of steam like with about a half hour left. Because once they get through like the sex tape stuff, like that was pretty much the last major thing that happened involving her, right. really. Yeah. And it just kind of completely runs out of steam and then it just ends. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. At least it was free on Netflix. So, you know, it was like a hard, hard thing to do. And, you know, just love to been watching a lot of Tubi movies, you know, Robo Vampire, Intergalactic Combat. There's just so many bad movies on Tubi. So I'm working towards it as of right now. The update as of right now. I'm at 42 movies this year. Wow. Those are all first time watches. Those are not rewatches. I'm not logging rewatches. And I'm at 42 movies for the year. So I'm on pace to do 200, but I don't know. I want to try to get it. When I have the opportunity, I want to get as many in as I can because I know there's going to come time when I'm like, oh, I can't watch anything this weekend or I'm busy. 
Uh, my wife and I just bought concert tickets for, t- I spent a lot of money this weekend. <laughs> I got two tickets to two different concerts. Uh, we're going to see Pat Benatar. Okay. And we're going to see sticks again. So. Jeez. <laughs> really excited. Uh, my wife loves sticks. Uh, I don't mind them. They put on a good show. And uh, I, I always wanted to see Pat Benatar and we've always talked about it every time she comes around and she's coming around again this time. And, and I looked and Wikipedia and I'm like, oh, man, she's 70. Like, there ain't going to be that many more times. <laughs> <laughs> so and the tickets weren't ridiculous. So I said, fuck it, I'll buy them. I, I was waiting for Jen to text me back. I had had it on my screen at work and I'm waiting for Jen to text me back and tell me if she wanted to go. And I, I was just like, fuck it. And I just bought them. <laughs> so, oh, so she's thankfully going. she wanted to go. Thankfully right. she wanted to go. So. Now I've got three concerts in four months to go to. It's been a busy week. But enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us, Marcellus Reagans. Please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back review cocaine bear join us this march 4th and 5th in dover new hampshire at the dover elks lodge for the new england toy and record super show we will have over 100 vendor tables selling modern and vintage toys records comics and collectibles we will also have a separate autograph room with over 10 different autograph guests from artists to celebrities from star wars return of the jedi the mandalorian we'll also have wrestling hall of famer tony atlas We will have other awesome celebrity guests that are all posted on our page, on Facebook, and our Eventbrite. You can make sure to get tickets now on Eventbrite, and you can check out our Facebook, New England Touring Record Show, for updates. Tickets are only starting at $10 per day or $15 for the weekend. See you guys there. And we are back. All right, guys. It's time for us to review Cocaine Bear. Newest movie from director Elizabeth Banks, director of my worst movie of the year a few years ago, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> so the pedigree is, is is very there. I'll tell you, uh, this is a brand new movie that came out. Aubrey Litchfield, please. Can you tell us what Cocaine Bear is about? It's about a bear that does a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> the bear did cocaine. 
Uh, the official little blurb is after a 500 pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a f- drug fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. All right. So, as always, we're going to start non spoiler, get our impression and a little bit of discussion on the, uh, things. And then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So that if you haven't seen it, you'll at least know what we thought and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We'll discuss it even more after that, but with spoilers. So to start, we all had to go to the movies to see it. Mark Ellis, anything interesting happen in your journey to the movies to see Cocaine Bear? Nothing really, really interesting. There was, I, I did plan on watching it at the uh, at the big theater, the one with the, the comfy chairs and a big surround sound and all of that good stuff. Uh, but I uh, had things to do in the morning like a little birthday gathering and and uh by the time it was uh, ready to go to the by the time I was ready to go to the theater we weren't going to make it in time to get there uh, so I wound up going back to the uh <laughs> I was just going to say did you go to the dirt mall theater I did I went back to the uh to the smaller theater uh and there was plenty of seats available uh that was the other thing the 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 big theater with the with the nice comfy seats it was sold out for that show and I was like stunned. I mean, except for like the wow. first couple of rows. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe, you know, we'll just miss the first couple of minutes uh, and still be fine. And then I went to look at the tickets and it was like sold out. So I'm like, oh, on a Sunday afternoon, I guess Cocaine Bear is the, it's doing a thing. So yeah, I went down to the other theater and uh, plenty of seats and uh, the popcorn was really good. <laughs> All right. Aubrey Litchfield, any exciting things in your journey to the theater to see Cocaine Bear? Um, so me and Max got to go by ourselves, which was nice. Um, I would hope so. This was not a movie for the kids. <laughs> they wanted to go. They really did. But we ended up, um, as we were pulling into the parking lot, there was like this couple getting out of their, I want to say it was minivan. And I was like, I bet they're going to see Cocaine Bear because they just, they looked like they watched the Daytona 500. Like they just smelled like a pack of Marlboro Reds. Like you just knew. They 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 had to be all about cocaine bear. And then they were like, two tickets for the Fablemans, please. <laughs> no, then we got into the theater and there's a lady sitting right there in the in the handicap spot. And I turned to Max and was like, Do you see that? Do you see that? They came to Cocaine Bear. I was so excited. <laughs> that was a highlight of my day. All right. Yeah, I actually saw this today, super early in the morning at the theater with the nice chairs, Mark Ellis. Um so jealous. 10.40 a.m. showing of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I was going to take my son, and I said, when do you want to go? We are going to go Thursday night on opening night, because I just happened to have my schedule fall that way. But then it kind of snowed and was icy, so I was like, eh, let's just go this weekend. So I said, you pick when you want to go. He's like, let's go Sunday. I'm like, okay. And I, was, I showed him the showtime, so we can go super early and, and just get it out of the way in the morning, or we can go later in the day, whatever you want to do. So... He picked early in the morning, so we headed out to the theater. Uh, I picked my seats. I couldn't get our usual seats, man, because there's a whole group of people sitting around it, and I don't want to sit near people. I want to be right. left alone. Right. And I'm, I'm glad I did because one of the people – we sat in the same row but on the opposite side of the theater, and a couple of the people that were sitting in theory near our other seats walked by our row, and they smelled like weed like really bad. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm back at – job number one or two and i'm trying to relax so i'm glad i didn't sit near them 
and really nothing of note happened other than <laughs> the long running joke between myself, my children and other people I talked to online about Maria Menounos's laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's just something about new V she was talking about. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> which I find endearing, but everyone else thinks is, is horrendous. But yeah, so that was about it. But we had a good time. Good time. So let's get into it. Cocaine bear. Non-spoiler. What did you think, Aubrey Litchfield? Um, at first I was like, take it or leave it. I don't really care too much. The further I get away from it, the further I think it's funny. And yeah, I think the funniest part for me is imagining Elizabeth Banks directing it and laughing. It's right. just ridiculous. Do you think she laughed when she was directing Charlie's Angels? I mean, I would have. So it's a thumb in the middle for you? A thumbs up? Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a thumb in the middle. All right, Marcellus Reagans. I really wanted to like this movie. I really <laughs> did. I'm like, because as we've probably mentioned on the show before, we're doing like a new movie like every week for about 10 weeks. 10 weeks in a row. This is the second of 10 weeks in a row at the movie theater. Right. And out of those 10 movies, 10 brand new movies, I think this is the... The only one that's like an original <laughs> story <laughs> that's not based, it's not a sequel or based on any other kind of um, material, you know? So I'm like, please let this be good <laughs> because this is not, you know, we need more original content. And yeah, it started off good and I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. And it just never caught me. It just never got a hold of me at all. I just could not get into it at all. And I'm thinking maybe if I was like tired and I watched it at like two o'clock in the morning, I would be laughing hysterically. But sitting in the theater, uh, in an almost empty theater. (laughs) (laughs) In the almost empty mall. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, there is some, a couple of chuckles, but as a whole, I just could not, I couldn't get into the movie. So yeah, I'm I'm giving it a, a thumbs down. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to lean more towards Mark than Aubrey. I just was pretty disappointed by this movie. I got to be honest with you guys. Um, horror comedy is probably my favorite genre of horror. I know there's all sorts of different genres of horror, gore, whatever, and and horror comedy is my favorite. So for me, based on the trailers, I, I was really excited for a goofy, wild, crazy, funny time at the movies. And you get that in spurts. But that's not the whole movie. And we'll get into that in spoilers. But a lot of the scenes were already shown in the trailer. The major, Almost the majority of the bear scenes were already shown in the trailer. Yep. And there just wasn't enough cocaine bear in a movie called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> you know, it wasn't um, horrible, boring side plots with stupid characters also kind of featuring cocaine bear, which would have a more accurate title. So... I was pretty let down. I was disappointed. I, I had expectations kind of high and the reviews are like out of control, like super high reviews, uh, both critic and user on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm like, man, this is going to knock it out of the park. I'm really excited. And it, it was just okay. It was all right. It wasn't great. And I was expecting greatness and I did not get it. So a very blah for me, just a blah, but There's only one way to really talk about that, and that is getting into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you at least know what we thought. The rest of you stick around. Marcellus is going to drop the drop. We're going to talk spoilers for Cocaine Bear. 
Uh, I've got some spoilers. Who wants to hear a spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to Mark first for things that you liked because you did not like the movie that much. So <laughs> I'm going to pull it out of you. What are some things you liked about this film? Uh, I thought the intro was great. I thought the the way that the movie opened with the the pilot that was clearly high <laughs> on coke uh, doing his drop and then uh, you know him like banging his head. I thought that was hilarious. I liked all of the actors. I thought all of the actors were good. I really liked uh, Ice Cube Jr. I thought he was really yep. good. Uh, I thought Han Solo, young Han Solo, was actually pretty good, even though he didn't really get to do much, but. Him being just a sad, broken-hearted guy with the mis- well, he belt. got one of the only funny bear moments that wasn't ruined in the trailer. So you, uh, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I thought, based on the trailer, I thought he was dead, but he actually <laughs> had like some some good lines during that scene. Uh, oh yeah, things we liked. I liked that <laughs> the the effects. I disagree with you about the bear not being there a lot. I thought the bear was in a movie a lot, and I thought the the effects to bring the bear to life I thought were actually pretty good. Not. Not completely janky. I thought they were decent. Um, I thought the kids' performances were really good, the two little kids. Uh, but then seeing those kids, I kept thinking that it was uh, Mimi from uh, Psycho Goreman and Alistair from Psycho Goreman. And then I just started thinking about Psycho Goreman. And I'm like, this movie is not <laughs> It's not a horror comedy like Psycho Goreman. This movie is not even close to that. And this movie is not a pimple on the ass of Psycho Goreman, first of all. <laughs> but it had the two kids, and I thought, oh, these kids. I kept are... thinking that was the kid from the Adam Project for so long. Oh, no, that kid's way older. That kid's yeah. way older. He's... What the fuck was this kid in? He was in um, the baby that was born with the deer antlers, Sweet Tooth. Oh, Christ, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, that's right. That's him. That's where, that's where that kid's from. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the performances was good. I thought Ray Liotta was good. I thought Isaiah Washington. Um, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, Isaiah Washington. Isaiah Whitlock was pretty good. Uh, I didn't get a sheet <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> this is what I was waiting for. It. Max kept doing that throughout the entire movie. And he... <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. I didn't get it. So I feel a little disappointed with that. But yeah, pieces are good. The gore is good in some points. But as a whole, I just did not. Oh, <laughs> I'll wait into stuff that, we, that I didn't like later on. So yeah, the performances and the special effects for the bear are good. All right, Aubrey Litchfield, what are some things you liked about the movie? Um, you know, I I think it was I think it was pretty well like the the scenery was really pretty, the the um the graphics were really well done. It didn't look stupid like the water scene in Wakanda Forever. It the and it it made fun of itself which was really funny so like when the mom grabs the shotgun and she goes i'm a mom <laughs> like it was just ridiculous the kids doing coke was <laughs> weird um but like ridiculous and then uh it just everybody's acting was so over the top because it was like they knew that this was a ridiculous movie so they were going to act and so it was a ridiculous movie so, yeah, I mean, I like I liked the acting. I liked the cinematography. I liked the CG. Like every everything that they used, I liked. All like right. how it looked. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, what did I like about this movie? I think it kind of set the stage really well. Um, it and my expectations were for a rip roaring fun time at the movie theater, 
And I think it started off really strong. Like you said, Mark, the guy in the plane, the, uh, just the way it started the beginning of the movie um, was kind of the vibe I was looking for, for the entire movie uh, right up through when it says cocaine bear, but that's what I was looking for in the movie. I thought it was hilarious. The bears humping a tree. Uh, She goes to take a picture of it. It's gone. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like right in front of her. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was funny. That was quirky. That was what I was looking for, for the entire runtime was that vibe. Uh, Unfortunately it wasn't there, but they nailed it quite a few times. And when they were nailing it, it was fantastic. Like even like I said, the, the one joke that I felt wasn't ruined by the trailer when the bear falls on top of Han Solo, um, I thought that was hilarious. He's underneath the bear, cracking jokes, talking. I thought that stuff was funny. Yep. Um, uh, and the, the cast was was good when they were good. And this is going to be something I'm going to keep coming back to. It worked when it worked, and it didn't work when it didn't work. So a lot of the cast was doing well. They were all chewing the scenery. They all knew what kind of movie they were in. Ray Liotta in a ridiculous wig. Um, <laughs> The guy from fucking Game of Thrones, <laughs> the park ranger, Mark, who we just saw get killed in Megan. That's right. And, and I did think the kids did a good job in this. I thought the kids were really funny in this and they did a good job. Um, so basically it was when when it was working, it worked great. Unfortunately, it it works more as a skit than it does as a full movie. Mm-hmm. But the CG on the bear was, you know, it wasn't fantastic, but it, and it was wonky a couple times, but I thought it was good for what it was and the type of movie it is. You're not expecting, I'm not expecting uh, avatar colon the way of water level CG on the animal. And maybe that goes to now some of my complaints, which we'll get into a little bit was, we don't see a lot of the bear sometimes. Uh, it's probably expensive to animate a full CG bear yeah. <laughs> for the movie. Uh, this already ha- it's had a huge budget uh, for what it is. I think it had a uh, $30 million budget. So uh, for it, I'm, I'm sure almost all of that went to the bear special effects. Let's be real. So it probably was mostly spent on the bear special effects. But you know, when it's when it's hitting, it's hitting when it's not, it's not. Uh, it's one of those kind of movies. But yeah, I liked the cast, I, and I thought the direction was good at times. It got kind of pedestrian at times during some of the more um, talky, plot-driven scenes. But there were a lot of cool camera work and and some different things that happened with the bear and and horror tropes and things like that that I really thought were done well. But nothing again that's going to make me run out and see something just because she directed it. But um, I thought she did a decent enough job with the directing. I like the cast. Uh, I like the concept. I like the majority of the scenes that work but you know it, it's uh, it's about half a good movie so half of the movie is good that's the best i got for you but there's got to be things we didn't like Marcellus reagan's the floor is yours what did you not like about this movie yeah pretty much what you were saying about it being half of a movie or when it works it works and when it doesn't work it's just like what let's just get to <laughs> get to the good stuff all right like i understand that the whole movie is up. There's a bear and it did cocaine and now it's on a rampage. But that's after the movie was done. I'm like, this is basically a Saturday night live sketch, but padded out to be an hour and a half. And it doesn't need to be that long. I wish that there was like, I didn't care about the story about the drug dealer dad and, you know, his son who wanted to get out of there and the cop that wanted the dog and the other cop that was working for the bad guys somehow. Uh, I, I don't really like, I didn't get any sense of the story at all. The mother looking for her daughter, who's great in the beginning and then disappears for half the movie. Uh, <laughs> The waterfall scene, the little cub bears, like it's all like cute little nuggets, but there's no story. 
to support any kind of enjoyment, at least for me anyway. Uh, I really like the kids' performances, but I wish that the story gave them something to do. I wish this I wish this movie gave these characters something to do other than say, oh, we saw a bear and it did cocaine. Over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it just couldn't find – I don't think it found the right tone. Is it – because there's a scene where some characters die and it's like played seriously and gruesome and bloody. And then there's scenes where other characters die and it's played for laughs. So I'm not sure, like, I couldn't, like, grasp it. And if I'm, like, kind of spinning around in the theater trying to grab onto something, then it, I just feel like I wasted my time. So, um, yeah, I don't think it, as a movie itself, I don't think it holds that concept. Great idea, doesn't hold it well as a, a full movie. Aubrey Litchfield. Yeah, it's it's a very hard concept to make a movie out of. And um, it's funny when you first see it for what it is like the like you were saying that the times when it lands it does like really land and you do enjoy it but i'm probably not gonna watch this again unless it's like on fx saturdays and i'm folding laundry mm-hmm. it just it doesn't there's nothing like above and beyond making it the best movie i've seen thus far it it's good for what it is and it you know it'll stay that way all right. So I'm going to agree with both of you guys and uh, especially with Mark when it comes to tone, uh, the tone's all over the place. So and I hate to compare and I try not to when I review movies like a movie is a zero to five and it's just that movie. But sometimes you have to compare things. So you look at something like Psycho Gore, man. It's fucking stupid, right? Yes. Let's, it's it's one of my favorite movies of the last eight and a half years we've done this podcast. Let's be real. But it's dumb. <laughs> OK. <laughs> But it fully embraces being fucking stupid and just goes nuts. And it never lets up, it never pulls back, it never stops being stupid or funny or fun or goofy or gory. It just goes, this is the kind of movie this is. Pedal to the metal, let's go. Yep. And I feel like, again, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Elizabeth Banks over and over and over again. But I feel like if you took this concept and gave it to one of these young, hungry indie horror directors, like the people that worked the entire studio that worked on Psycho Goreman, for example, they would have knocked this out of the <laughs> fucking park. <laughs> but for some reason, this movie starts, it's goofy, there's a bear, it kills some people, cocaine, all right. And then it detours into this kid, these kids and their mom. And you're just sitting there like, where's the fucking bear, man? Where's the goofy bear that was in the trailers? You got to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and storyline, storyline, storyline. But none of the storylines are compelling and they feel like they're almost out of a different movie. <laughs> yes. It feels like, like there's here's this like kind of drama e movie. And then I'm like, if you made this movie just about the kids lost in the woods, right? Get rid of everything else. You could have the drug dealers maybe in the woods looking for coke and they maybe stumble into each other. Take everything else out. There's your movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we had these long detours where we have to deal with the park ranger and the writing wasn't good enough to sustain the the tone through the stuff where the bear wasn't on screen doing goofy stuff. Exactly. It needed uh, that comedic tone needed to go through everything. So I, I keep hate, keep going back to comparing it to something. But in Psycho Gorman, there's a scene 
that's only about the dad fucking up cooking dinner in the microwave. <laughs> no monsters. It's the dad and the mom talking about him fucking up dinner. And it's just as funny as the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> yep. If this was Cocaine Bear, that would have been a 20 minute soliloquy off to the side that was borderline like lifetime movie drama. Like the tone is just all over the place. And I was so pissed off because I wanted this to be funny, goofy, gory, just like the trailer showed for the whole runtime. And, and it just it never did that. And so many of these stories and these characters, you just did not give a fuck about. And that's OK if they're going to be on screen for five minutes and then get into a wacky situation with a bear who then kills them in a funny way. But we spend the majority of the movie with these people. Yeah. And then you're concerned about the kids. So you're like, okay, the kids are going to be the main thrust of the movie. Cause we spend what 20 minutes with their story to start with the bear shows up, it goes away. And we spend 20 minutes to a half an hour with his mom and her kids. And like you said, Mark, the daughter disappears for 90% of the movie. <laughs> what was she doing in there? Uh, she got injured and went to hide in a cave that the, um, that the Norwegian guy just happened to see. But that was the cave the bears live in. Yes. So did the bear not go back there and at all? Uh, apparently not. Well, no. The, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I would think exactly. <laughs> the bear must. It have was went too back busy there. doing cocaine. Yeah, but the the little cubs had cocaine there too. So someone took a bag of cocaine back to that cave. I don't know. It just <laughs> it just never was able to stick it as like snippets or clips you'd watch on YouTube. Oh, isn't this funny? 10 minutes out of this movie where a bear climbs up the tree or eats this guy on, in the tree or jumps in the ambulance. That was a great scene. The ambulance scene. That was great. Where was that energy for the rest of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like 15 people each wrote a 10 minute sequence and then they filmed them and just stuck them all together. I don't know. And I see the praise for this online and it's like, I liked the bear scenes, but I didn't like them enough to be like, oh, this is great. You should go see this. Like even something like Megan, which I really liked, but I, I can see why, you know, people didn't like it or maybe thought it didn't go far enough. But at least it maintained its tone through the whole movie from right from the beginning. They should. Megan is this movie is stupid and goofy and dumb. And it's all the way through the end like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Never lets up. She's singing titanium. She's doing TikTok <laughs> dances. Uh, if Megan was like, like cocaine bear, uh, you know, she'd show up and, and do something and then disappear for 45 minutes <laughs> while we have a boring d drama about the mom and the daughter and maybe some police officers who gives a fuck. We don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I liked uh, Ice Cube's son beating up those guys in the fucking uh, bathroom. I thought that was funny. But like, I don't know, man, like the it was so weird. I, I can't really explain. I kept expecting the jokes in the scenes without the bear to like land better. Like, right. But they just weren't funny. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, was that direction? Mark, Aubrey, help me out here. Was that the direction? Was it the script? W where was this mistake made? I, I think it was the script. I think it was the script, like them walking around and playing 20 questions and, uh, you know, them trying to, I don't know, connect in some way or to the kid trying to figure out how he could not, following his father's footsteps but still be a good dad to his kid like that's all good but that's there's no jokes there yeah there's no like why are we watching that is because that's not interesting at all because there's a, a bear that you know could kill them but I, that that doesn't make them walking around interesting um mm -hmm. the the detective up on the the top of the gazebo yeah he's a good character but that standoff 
felt like it took forever. It, I never thought it was going to end. <laughs> <laughs> and like the goofiness is, you know, Ice Cube's son gets his finger shot off, uh, two of them, but somehow the the ring finger uh, is there. The the pinky and like the like the middle finger gets shot off. Ring finger still over there, and the 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 d- dumb guy is like, "How did that happen?" Right? That's a quirky kind of joke, kind of goofy. Doesn't need explanation. Just like this is a funny joke. But then afterwards, the detective is up on a gazebo and he gets shot by Ray Liotta all the way out in the woods. And instead of Ray Liotta running up to or going up to the guys to see like what's what's going on, he just stays back in the woods. <laughs> they just walk back to him casually and start talking. And like, well, I thought the whole thing was about getting a coke. It has nothing to do with like them being attacked by the bear. I'm just waiting for some part of their story to to be engrossing or to be engaging. And it never was. The painting, the rocks on the waterfall, well, look, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. It had to do with nothing. And it was such a major part of a long stretch of boring in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I just think, like, I don't know if they got too far up their own ass with the script or they tried to pad it out because they couldn't afford CG for too much bear. But I mean, the play is the kids get the bear does cocaine. The kids get lost in the woods. Their mom's looking for them. Maybe the rangers with her, and the bad guys are also looking for their cocaine. Yes, there's your movie. Exactly. It's done. The bear's killing people in goofy, funny ways throughout the movie. Be done. Like I don't understand all these weird detours and so and so's trying to not be his dad and raise his kid and even stuff that should have been funny, like recurring jokes that should have been funny, like um. What is his name? I keep saying Ice Cube's son. That's pretty fucking. <laughs> oh, O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jean. Jackson, who I actually really like as an actor. I don't think I've seen him be bad in anything. He was even good in Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good actor. It's just tough because he looks a lot like his dad, so it's hard to like divorce it. But you know, he, there was a running joke of him keep fucking up his Jordans. Yep. But it never goes anywhere, and it's never funny enough. Like nothing ever felt funny enough, except for the scenes with the bear. The majority of which were ruined by the trailer. So. I mean, that was really it for me. The script just fucking fails this movie on every level. And the parts that are good are not good enough to overcome an entire movie. Like, you could have cut this to 80 minutes, lean, mean, and funny, and knocked it out of the park. But I must be in the wrong, because people are loving this movie. It's making money at the box office, but... (sighs) I know. I I feel like it's kind of like pizza. Like, even if it's bad pizza, it's still pizza. Yeah, I I guess. That's the the attitude for this movie. There's just so many movies out there to watch and different types and things that like, I don't know. I just, I saw it. I'll never think about it again. I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray. If they make cocaine shark, I guess I'll go see that, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they will make sequels. It's going to be like the new Sharknado. I don't know if it's going to be like the new Sharknado, but it's definitely making money. It's doing really well. Um, Universal, who distributed this and Megan and a couple other movies, has really been knocking out of the park with these mid to low budget movies. They're able to get go viral. Um, they're doing a really great job this year as a studio. Um, and Elizabeth Banks already said she'll come back and direct Cocaine Shark if this does well. So, so hopefully she can get a better script. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Elizabeth Banks. I want her to succeed because we definitely need more women doing big budget. Or, you know, big movies at the theaters, not these small, independent, you know, <laughs> women talking, sitting oh, around chairs. <laughs> Why did that flop? Look at the fucking title. Uh, <laughs> those women from Pittsfield. 
I don't need to be spending money for that. I just see it in real life. Oh, uh, yeah, but we need more. You know. Bad enough then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was called women being silent, I'd go see it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, the views of uh, Joy DiCarlo do not express that. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I think, you know, The Woman King kind of proves out, you know, a female-led action movie is something that we could probably use more of, as long as the movie's good. So I want her to succeed in being a director, because she's a great actress. She's funny. She's hilarious. But, man, Charlie's Angels and now this? Come on. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there's flourishes at times in this, and even in Charlie's Angels, even though the the action was horrendously shot in that. There's flourishes that she has talent behind the camera. Um, they just, every time that I've seen well, I've only seen two movies of her so far, but every time the script has just fucking let her down horribly. So who knows? You know, maybe she'll go make a star Wars movie or something, or right? direct That's... some episodes of the Mandalorian or something <laughs> so that she can get her uh, career back on track. But the only thing left to do guys, the only thing is we got to rate the movie zero to five, five being the best zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, you had the best impression. What did you think of cocaine bear? Uh, I'm going to give it a three. I don't understand the big hype around everybody. Like everybody's big scores and everything. It's not the greatest movie of the year, but it's not the worst movie that I've seen. So I'm, I'm sticking with a three. All right. Marcellus Reagans. Yeah. If you want to see a bear do coke and kill people, then that's in this movie. So if you're only going for that, you'll get plenty of that. Uh, everything else I think is just not even remotely entertaining just barely passing the entertainment needle or moving the entertainment needle uh so i'm gonna give this a two because you know if you want cocaine bear doing cocaine bear stuff it's in there somewhere all right well i am gonna agree with you mark unfortunately for aubrey but me and you are on the same wavelength i am a two out of five uh this is definitely below average and like you said and like i said like aubrey said like we've said this whole review when it's working it's great when it's not who boy is it bad so it's just not good enough to even be average to me i would say wait till it comes out on streaming or blu-ray and then somebody puts the bear scenes up on youtube <laughs> spend about 20 minutes watching those and you're done and that's it that's our review of cocaine bear maybe we got it right maybe we got it wrong hit us up on social media and let us know what you think and now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up get some recommendations it is the end of black history month so it's our last week recommending things from black creatives can be movies music books comic books tv anything you want aubrey what do you got um i barely have a recommendation on a (laughs) regular month (laughs) and nothing okay we got three weeks of it out of you so that's that's better than nothing (laughs) i know I, i barely have a recommendation in general, you're narrowing down my my ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move along to Marcellus Rick. Uh, yeah, since this is uh, since this is towards the end of, of Black History Month, um, I actually want to recommend some uh, podcasts that I really love. That I, you know, we recommend a bunch of them already during the show. But uh, these creatives, I think, are just knocking out of the park. Shows that I love all the time. Of course, we have uh, the podcast in a geek world, All Stars Podcast and Network, Cult 45, the movie podcast, uh, Beat Them Down or Randy are just crushing it. Uh, Fans of Patrol with Montego, 
Um, also a great show that I listen to every week. But I also want to recommend our buddy Clep from Critics with an X. X. Uh, follow him at on Twitter at KlepCX, K-L-E-P-C-X. Uh, he has amazing interviews. He has great uh, early reviews. He's just providing amazing content that I definitely want more people to check out. Uh, he's he just, a set now, right? Yeah, like he a, has a n- nice little studio, Critics Studio. It's very professional looking and it's amazing. And he does fantastic fucking work. But I'm dying because now I'm looking next to me and there's like a bunch of like crumpled up paper and like gum wrappers, <laughs> right. like a mess. And I'm like, this dude has a legit professional studio. Yeah. I mean, he's been working on it for years and years. We've seen him like way back in the days. But, you know, he's just making content that's amazing. And I just want more people to check it out. Uh, um, Cult 45 called Cocaine Bear Booger Sugar Bear. And that makes me laugh. <laughs> Booger Sugar Bear. That's that. That sounds about right. Uh, and then the last podcast is the uh, Home Video Hustle podcast. Oh God! Followed yes. him at uh, HVH Podcast. Another fantastic podcast. I love uh, Brent. Just cracks me up. Uh, episodes are long, but they're never boring. Uh, and he also does a music podcast too. That's just like fucking amazing. Just mixes of songs and his knowledge of music is is awesome too. But those are. The four of some of my favorite podcasts that are out now uh, featuring podcasters of color. So, uh, yeah, check all of them out or at least one of them. (laughs) And I think you've heard three of those four on our show. So you should be listening to them already anyway. Yep. Well, first of all, I'll suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. Adam is uploading videos like crazy every single day. We just had an early review of Carnival Row Season 2 from Amazon. We just had some cool unboxings. So check that out. Of course, the Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show, get extra exclusive content every month. We got our reviews of news stories and trailers that have dropped. We moved all the news content and talk over to Patreon. We've got my monthly mini-sode where I catch you up on what's going on with the podcast coming up. And our video Star Wars podcast where myself and Adam discuss Star Wars topics every single month, sometimes with a guest. Uh, We already filmed this month, and we are talking about Star Wars fan theories and what we think of them. (laughs) I tried to be as polite as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And for my final selection for Black History Month, I'm going to recommend one of my absolutely fucking favorite movies of all time. It's probably in my top 20, maybe like top 22 if you really want to push on it. It's not Pootie Tang, (laughs) which is another movie you should watch because I love that fucking movie. I was just about to say that. I'm like, it's got to be Pootie Tang. (laughs) No, this is 2009's Black Dynamite. Oh, God, yes. Starring Michael Jai White. Uh, it's a riff on black exploitation movies from the seventies. Uh, the man kills his brother and poisons the neighborhood with malt liquor <laughs> and, uh, hijinks ensue when black dynamite takes his revenge. Uh, you know what? 
don't even watch the trailer. Just go in cold. It is exactly the tone. So it's the opposite of Cocaine Bear. It establishes its goofy, wacky, hilarious tone and keeps it up through the whole fucking movie. And you will be dying laughing the whole time as an absolute classic. I'm not even good. I'm already starting to want to like quote it right now. And I'm not going to because I love it. I own it on Blu-ray. I had it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Someday I got to go to a con where Michael Jai White is and shake his hand and get an autograph because I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I cannot describe to you in words how fucking awesome this movie is. So please check out Black Dynamite. Aubrey, it's been good seeing you, but we're not going to see you for two weeks. So. Huzzah. <laughs> but me and Marcellus will be back next week and we'll be reviewing Creed 3. With special guests, I'm not going to name who it is, just in case it falls through and we got to get somebody else. But we'll have a special guest host helping us review Creed 3. And that is going to do it for episode number 447 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you later, nerds. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Ray. Week two is in the books. Eight more weeks to go. <laughs> Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week for Creed 3. Good journey. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while I think of you. A very strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do.